everyone. This is Jarrett, and I'm here with Jordan and Aaron. Uh, and this is the All Nighter Podcast. This is going to be our third episode, and today we're going to be talking about practice and kind of the generalities of it. Um, and we'll go into more specifics in later episodes, but we want to kind of touch on what we've been working on recently to start the summer um, and what it might look like to get into a firm, what different processes are, different maybe methods or techniques. And also we'll touch on portfolios, um, what practice looks like, whether it's big firm versus small firm and just things of that nature. So I'll kind of hand it over to Aaron first and then Jordan will talk. And Aaron, just to begin, what have you been working on so far at your firm? And what are you learning and kind of what has been the outline so far for what you might be looking to do all summer? Yeah. Okay. So just for, to get us started, um, I'm working at a firm called Lamar Johnson collaborative, uh, this summer and to a little bit of background, um, they are owned by the larger, like, I don't even know how to say it. Enterprise just called the Clayco. Um, which I think last year they had like 3 billion in revenue um, because Clayco is a construction company. They have, they have a whole bunch of companies. They have um, CRG, which is their developer. They have, I can't remember what it's called, but they've got a construct or a concrete company. They have Ventura, which makes um, window or like curtain wall systems. And then they have their own design firm which is Lamar Johnson Collaborative. Um, so it's a, it's a pretty big firm. They've got multiple different offices. I think they've got one in Springfield. They've got one in St. Louis and then one in Chicago. Um, yeah, but then, so not only is it, you know, a relatively decent sized firm, just the architecture side of it, they also have this massive um, corporation like that owns them. So it's really interesting because it's a design build firm basically because they're owned by this larger construction company. So they get to move through projects a lot faster um, just because everything's kind of integrated and they don't, they don't build all of their projects either themselves, but they're always like involved in some way more than an architecture company usually is. So it's kind of nice. Um, and the reason I brought that up was because with coronavirus and everything going on right now, lots of people, lots of students have had their internships canceled just because other firms aren't able to kind of support and take on, you know, that extra, however much money an intern like costs. That. Yeah. They, they just can't afford to have an intern. They don't have the work for it. They Some people might not have an office to go into right now. So they can't, you know, can't support an intern working remotely, but because the firm I'm at is so big, they're just kind of like, well, whatever, we can take the hit. It's not going to affect us at all. So I was pretty fortunate in that regard. But what I found rather interesting is that this firm treats its internships. Okay, I want to start off by saying it's been a very good experience so far, but it's interesting because it's at times it's felt more like I'm taking a class <laughs> than I am working a job. Oh, interesting. It's uh, not so, a bad thing. <laughs> no, it's not. It's, it's, it's been a really good experience so far. Um, 
so the way they have things laid out is that they want us to spend about 80% of our time working on project work and the other 20% of the time we're going to work on, an, on a research project. And um, so there's six interns at LJC this summer. And so we're all kind of have an overarching narrative on our research project. And then we're each kind of picking like a subtopic from that narrative and researching that. Um, and so the first two weeks, as everybody's getting settled in and with everything being remote, they've actually kind of a little bit of had a hard time finding work to get us integrated into. Um, so the first two weeks, I spent a lot of my time just, you know, setting up computers, um, learning IT, learning how to do timesheets, getting to know people and working on the research project. Um, that was pretty much the first couple weeks and then right at the very end of week two i was able to um, kind of get put into a project and i just started really working on that today uh, and so that project i i can't say what the actual project is but we are um, doing construction documents right now and i am just kind of helping to clean up some old things working on tilt up construction panels elevations of each of those that kind of detail how each one is put together. Um, so that's, that's pretty much what my first two weeks have been, but it's been a really good experience. I've learned a lot, got to know some people. And yeah. That's good. And what about you, Jordan? I know you can't talk about a few things, but just in general, kind of what the goal may look like for this summer and what you expect to work on because you've already worked with them last summer. Uh, so how that may look like. Yeah. So I work at, a firm called AECOM, and it's kind of similar to Aaron's, um, but they're they're a giant corporation as well. They're a Fortune 200 company. Um, they kind of like Aaron's. They have a bunch of different things, but they have architecture, engineering, construction, um, and a whole, there's some other things I'm forgetting that that they have. But they're just a giant, huge corporation, um, which is interesting because. As Aaron said, it, everything's streamlined so they can. There's projects where they literally are contracted to do the architecture and design work and the engineering, and then they also are contracted out to construct the building. So um, that's actually a kind of that's a really interesting um, thing to work with because it's all streamlined. You're not reaching out to people from other companies. Um, it's all in house. So um, that nice. that's just kind of interesting to. Um, have, have been working with the past couple summers and it's actually really good for them for coronavirus stuff um, because they, they're able to access a bunch of different things and I can't get into it too much but I'm working on uh, business development stuff I'll be reaching out um, to not, not active clients but people who could potentially be clients and um, things like that but I can't talk about it too much um, so that's kind of what I've been doing, which, hmm. and that is a part of architecture. You have to reach out to people and try to get, um, work that way. Um, so it's been an interesting part to learn about and they've been, um, kind of teaching me that side of architecture, which is, you know, we will go into it a little bit later, but depending on how you want your career to go, you're going to have to learn certain skills like that. Um, being able to reach out and being able to network and things like that. So that's kind of what they're teaching me right now. They're having you reach out to, to potential clients. 
like I know AECOM has some pretty big name clients. That yeah. It's kind of surprising. I'll tell you guys after. <laughs> you it'll make sense afterwards. Okay. okay. Um yeah, cuz it's cuz it's more sports related things. Gotcha. Um oh, that's cool. so it's like cuz like the the sports So I guess to explain it more, obviously Acom huge corporation, but the office I work for, which is a sports architecture firm, it's kind of like a small boutique firm. Um more than it is the whole corporation right so it's like one small part and it's not like that specific part of the corporation's a big time player the corporation as a whole is obviously big time but the sports part is a small part of that and they're, they're obviously they're stepping up their game a lot because um they're they're one big project right now it's the clippers arena which is a really cool arena that i would recommend go check go check out um so yeah it really cool um building it's gonna go right next to the rams stadium i think or it's like a few blocks away yeah it's on the same campus basically yeah yeah it's in like the same city or whatever yep um so yeah they cool that's their big project right now so they they're they're definitely that sports arm is is getting bigger but yeah we you still gotta you know you still gotta reach out and try to get um work that way yeah that's cool well for me uh i i won't go into too much detail but one of the main projects i'm working on right now since the beginning of the summer is turning a two-story um office building and it's zoned as office right now and we're looking to rezone it and make it into a residential and so there's going to be about four or five units put into it and we're still deciding between two bedroom and one bedroom and three bedroom and we might even do micro units and things of that nature so i think in that sense what i've been learning so far is how to fit everything into an existing space like being the most efficient way possible Um, But then also how you fit that out, how the materials might look, um, what people, what audience you draw, who's going to rent, how much you rent it at. And we've been having meetings with the developers and that's been fun kind of communicating with them and seeing how they think and what they like, but what they also notice too, because they're looking at market rates and everything is um, dollars and cents for them. And we're there to help them accomplish that goal. So I think it's been fun doing that so far. And then I've also been touching other, so we, we do a lot of residential and some pop tops and additions and new builds. And so I've been kind of having my hand in a lot of different projects. So I think that's been fun for me to not just be on one project the whole time, but just skip around and just help out as needed and even do construction documents and get super detailed, but then also go to schematic design and look at the big picture of what it might look like. So I think that's been pretty exciting so far. Um, and I think for the rest of the summer, it's just, I mean, we had, this is pretty cool. I got to talk about the 3d scanner. So the architect that I work with, she bought a laser scanner that attaches to an iPad and it is able to scan a, so if we do an existing home and we want to do an addition, um, or if there's an exterior and we want to scan that it scans it in the 3d view and you send it to the company. And they send you back a full Revit model and or 
DWG model, maybe even SketchUp if you ask for it. And it has all the rooms. You have all to ask in. nicely, though. Say, say what? You have to ask nicely for the SketchUp model. <laughs> yeah, ask nicely. But it's it's pretty cool. It's just it's different technology that I've never seen before. But you don't have to because at the beginning of my internship, I was going through these homes and taking a tape measure and doing that like by hand. That's time and consuming, so, and you always so time consuming. You always miss something, and you have to go exactly. back. Yep. And so it's been actually game changing. And I, I even double checked on the first project to make sure the dimensions were accurate. And it was usually within an inch or two. Um, and I think that was, it, it was, it's just amazing to kind of work with technology like that. And that just speaks to where the industry is going and how you have to kind of keep up with where these different facets of technology are going. You have to be able to know how to handle everything. That's what yeah, our tech is okay. all about. So in talking about everything this summer, I want to go into and ask Jordan and Aaron about kind of what the process may look like to get into an internship um, and kind of talk about maybe touch on portfolios. I know that's a sore subject for you guys right now. Um, <laughs> but talk about how that might look like, what a resume Ooh, might look on like. That, right? Oh yeah, you, you. I mean, you can. Let's For honestly, sure. we brought we brought it up. Let's just talk about it. Yep. So that'll be a point, and then kind of what you should expect. Well, that'll be the next point, but yeah, touch on that first, and I'll start with Jordan on that. Oh, portfolios. Well, yeah, just um, well, first of all, the process of getting into a firm, like what it kind of looked like for you, maybe, and what it may look like for other people. Oh. Um, well, I mean, it really depends. There's multiple ways you can get in. For yeah. me, um, how I got my internship with AECOM was um, at KU through our AIS program. They do firm visits to firms in the Kansas City and Lawrence area. And there was one to AECOM in that spring I was actually applying to a bunch of different firms trying to get internships, which is tough as a second year because you don't have a lot of experience and good work to put in your portfolio to get an internship. But, um, you know, we did a firm visit to Acom and they were like, um, they're like, we were looking for interns this summer. Um, and if you're interested, just give us your resume and portfolio or send us an email. Um, later and that's what I did and ended up getting an interview and they liked me enough and got the internship. That's kind of yep. how mine worked, which isn't a hundred percent traditional, you but know, the way to, you go about it. That just goes to show um, that going on events like that and networking is, is very important. And that's, yeah, that's key. That's yeah. Get, that's how you get it. Yeah. Um, yep. And well, he, that's how you get, he, get a lot of the, the jobs you want. Right. Yeah, um, exactly. But, you know, usually it's you're applying to a bunch of firms and you just find one that likes you in your portfolio. And that's how you end up working at, at that at a, at a firm, you know. Yep. But obviously mine was a bit um, non-traditional because cause of the networking, really. I wouldn't say non-traditional, though, because... For a, sec for a second year. Yeah, I guess. But like, even for me, I got mine a year and a few months ago. 
So I was still young and like, I literally just got out of Greg's studio where we did those three projects. And that's what I had to show for my portfolio, like that portfolio that we made for that studio. Cause I didn't have yeah, anything I mean, that's else. I, that's pretty much what I showed Acom. Yep, exactly. But like but at that point, we're, like we're it, not the normal or that's not the norm. Second years usually don't get internships. Yeah. Well, I guess I could disagree with that because at, at least at CU Denver, I've seen a lot more kids with internships than at KU, which was weird. But I think it's because these people mm. have these connections in kind of a bigger city. And yeah. so they're already, so it's different, I guess, in that sense, from that education standpoint. But yeah, so I think it, it is maybe dependent on the school, but also dependent on who you know. Like it could be a family friend. It could be somebody you knew through um, some yeah. party you went to or, or some family event you went to. Um, so I think, yeah, networking definitely is super important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just to go back to that point, you said that at KU, not many second years, honestly, I feel like there's only a handful of other people outside of you, me, and our other friend, Jordan, that really got internships after their second year. So yeah, Molly got one, right? Molly got one. You're going to name drop all these people that... <laughs> nobody's no. know. but um yeah yeah there's only really a handful of other people so definitely try but like don't get discouraged if you don't get one after your second year yeah yep. it's not the end of the world yeah um, i would say aaron me and jared and all the other people we mentioned we we definitely got lucky i would say yeah. to be honest and here, here's what I'll say to that. As a second-year student, or maybe even a first-year student, if you really know architecture is the path you're taking and that's where you want to go, but you can't get that internship the first or second year and maybe even third year, choose a different job that really relates to architecture, whether that be like metal fabricating or furniture design or like selling construction. Like construction. Even. Yeah, yeah, construction is one of the biggest ones. Do construction. Honestly, like literally, construction I would recommend because... that to anyone you can get AXP hours towards your licensure by doing construction. Uh, yep. And that's pretty simple to land. I like oh. more simple than if you don't get a firm job, but yeah. yeah so you don't need a portfolio for that one. Exactly. <laughs> and, and that's something that will give you such valuable experience. And we could have a whole episode about how construction would help or how it helps architects because yeah. you see how everything is actually done. We can draw detail all day. We can draw these wall sections, but these construction people know exactly how it's put together. Well, they have to figure it out really. Yeah. They have to figure we, it we out. We draw how it looks to put together at the end, but the process to put it together. That's exactly. It's a whole, a whole nother animal, but all these, all the young students that will be listening to this podcast, go, if you can't get the first firm job, go do something else like construction. That is yeah. the number one recommendation. But yeah. what about for you, Aaron? What did that process look like for you to get in? Okay, well, I'm going to start off going back like four years. Okay. My first internship was like four years ago, technically. Oh, yeah. Duh, the other internships. Yeah. And when you're in high school? So, yeah. So. First off, I did robotics in high school for like five years. No, I wasn't in high school for five years. I started robotics. Hold on to say, hold on. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I know you were homeschooled, but. <laughs> I, homeschooling actually plays a part in it. So my brother joined a robotics team and he was just, he just did that straight through high school as you typically do. But because the team was made up of a significant number of homeschooling students, they allowed me to join two years before high school 
and just kind of like hang out and help around. Um, so I did that for two years and then three years of high, of high school. Um, so five years total. Um, and one of my teammates one year, his dad is an architect. And so, you know, I mentioned to him that I, you know, I wanted to be an architect and he got me in contact with his dad and he was just like, Hey, do you want to come help out for the summer? So wow. three days a week I came and helped and it was just like a really small residential firm. Actually, it was really interesting because his firm technically, I think is just one person, just him. Um, but he works in an office where a bunch of other really small firms, like one person all kind of like share an office together, but they're all different firms. That's interesting. Is, is really interesting. Architects. What was that? It's like we work, but architects. Kind of, but it's like, it's like a permanent, they had a permanent office there, but, and then there's yeah. like one guy who wasn't an architect yet. And so he was just kind of their drafting guy. And um, so I technically, I worked for like three or four different <laughs> firms that some, <laughs> but I only ever left, list the one main guy that I really worked for um, just to keep things simple. Um, but yeah, so that was my first internship and Again, I got that by networking and just kind of talking to people and finding somebody that I know that's in the field. Then my second internship I got because I took a class with a professor who happened to be friends with and know a, uh, another principal of an architecture firm. And this was another just really small residential firm in St. Louis. This time it was just one firm. And it was like about 12 people or so. Um, in St. Louis. And so he got me in contact with him in about November. So I went down when I went back home for Thanksgiving break, I went and visited the firm and I just kind of um, checked out the office, met with him and I kind of talked with him about one of my projects and um, he gave me some advice and he was just like, let me know how it turns out. And if you have any other questions and whatnot, and then at the end of the meeting, he was like, so would you have any interest in an internship? And I was like, uh, yes, absolutely. And he was like, okay, well, when that time comes around, just shoot me an email. Maybe we can work something out. Nice. So I probably waited a little too long, but I, I think it was like March of last year. I sent him an email and I was like, hey, semester's almost over. Would you still be interested in having me as an intern? And he was like, sure, send me your portfolio. And I was like, crap, I don't have a portfolio. You got to put one together. I pulled an all-nighter putting together the worst portfolio ever. And sent <laughs> hey, it to him. There's the podcast name right and there, all-nighter. All-nighter, exactly. And it was it was not a very good portfolio at all. Um, no one's first portfolio is good. No, but and I think he knew that. So... He still took me on and they were really happy with me. Um, yeah. So I spent a lot of time at that firm just kind of working on on Revit and modeling things in there. That's once, really good experience. Yeah. Once they figured out I know Revit, they kind of just like, okay, you're, you're the Revit guy now. <laughs> yeah. That's what it, what it was at AECOM. They're like, oh, he knows Revit. We're going to have him do bunch of Revit stuff. Yeah, we're kind of bashing yeah. that right now, but I will tell you, if you know Revit, it will help you get a job. Yeah. 100%. Because that's where the industry is. It's what it's using. Exactly. Well, that's where they need help a lot, right? Because they need to... Because mo a majority of that project is getting things 
getting documents out, right? Exactly. On Revit. <laughs> yeah. From yeah. Revit. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And just using BIM in general and how, mm-hmm. and obviously I don't know how AECOM does it or your firm, Aaron, but just the collaboration between different trades too, all under BIM is kind of crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, yeah, it's pretty, pretty much, much how we do it. Use it's a all. bunch of Autodesk products and it all just works together. Yeah. 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 That's how I it think goes. On a project that civil engineers we worked with used AutoCAD. Yeah. But yeah, pretty much yeah. everyone uses Revit. That got me. Yeah. So that's that's how I got to my first two internships. And then the one that I'm at now, I sort of got in the same way, it was because of a professor who happened to have a former student that works here or works at that firm. And he knew that she was going to be at the career fair. And so he kind of put in a good word for me and I went to the career fair and showed her my work. And she was quite impressed and said that she was going to keep me at the top of their candidate list. And so for that one, I did actually have to do an actual interview. Um, nice. nice. But yeah, they, they hired me on. So that one, again, it, it just goes to show that knowing people and, and uh, knowing people who know people is how you, how you make it. Exactly. Um, when I was going to ask you, when you did that interview, how did that look? Was it, you had your portfolio open and they asked you some questions or you didn't have to even open it. And they just asked you what your goals are, or like who you are, what you, how you design, like how did that look? Yeah. So for me, um, first of all, this was after the whole COVID thing had started. So it was not an in-person interview. Yep. Um, it, was, it was through WebEx probably, I think. Um, so it was just through WebEx. There were about, I think, three people in there, no, four people in the interview. Um, a couple of the people who are like leading the internship team and then a couple of the principals, I think, were in there. Um, so it was kind of nerve-wracking because, you know, you have two principals at this massive firm in an in a inter- interview for an intern, but um, they just kind of pulled up my portfolio that I had submitted on issue and they were like, okay, which project should we go to? And I told them, and then it was kind of awkward going back and forth, but I'd just have them move to the next slide when I was ready. And so I just walked them through basically as I would present my project um, during a final review. So I kind of just presented it, nice, walked nice. through the whole process I got to it, got to. And then after that, they kind of started to ask me some other questions. So they were like, okay, what are you looking for in an internship? Um, they asked me a few personal questions and that kind of thing. Overall, nice, it was... It wasn't anything like super challenging or whatnot. Um, I think they already had a pretty good idea after the career fair that they wanted to take me on as one of the interns. Um, but they just kind of wanted to have that formal interview out of the way. So Yeah, for sure. Um, for me, I mine was pretty informal, but it was, once again, a networking connection. And it was my girlfriend's grandpa, and he had known um, Sandy, the architect, and they worked with each other for a little bit too, and uh, in real estate. And she was like the architect, um, but then they did a whole bunch of other things. And he's been a client, and this and that. But it's that connection. And then he's like, "You gotta hire this kid. You gotta hire this kid." And one day, 
like we we were emailing and she brought me into the office just to talk to her and we talked about kind of what goals are what my life is we went through my portfolio too like, like the one that i did from greg's studio so it was like those three projects and i walked her through those and it was and she's like okay like uh, i'll let you know or whatever i'll contact you and it wasn't till later and that was i think that was in december and then december of like two years ago and then last year in like march I didn't hear anything from her and one of the women that works at the firm, her name is Becky and she's a student at CU Denver, but I always saw her around. So one day I saw her in the hall and I asked her and I was like, have you heard anything? Is there any chance that I could probably join the firm? Um, And she's like, yeah, let me ask Sandy and I'll keep you, I'll I'll keep in touch. And they did. And so they were just going through, they were kind of rebuilding the firm again or kind of going through some changes. But in the end I got the job. And it was kind of, it was just a networking thing, you know, that's the biggest thing to take away from it. But I wanted to ask, or I wanted to touch on the point that a lot of times, and for the younger students, you'll hear that you want to interview a firm just as much as they interview you. And I think when you're young, it's hard to do that because you want to get your foot in the door. You want to get any job you can with any firm that you can. If me, Aaron, and Jordan were to switch firms, or if a new student, anybody who's listening right now, um, or even more mature students too that are going into other into practice, I think it's important to also look for what kind of culture you might be looking to get into. And so, when you do have an interview, maybe not when you're young, but once you have some experience under your belt, then you can see what you like best in a firm and what fits your personality or your energy um, or even your values. I think that's important. Your vibe. Your vibe. Exactly. (laughs) But when you guys, when you guys got into your firms, is that something you'd say you looked at and extensively or it was just kind of, Oh yeah, it looks like I love sports. Like that's, that's kind of my energy. I love that. And then Aaron for you, like it's in St. Louis and it's, it's a bigger firm. I want to try it out. And that's the culture seems good. Is that kind of how it went? Um, for me, I guess because I, I kind of that second years don't usually get internships. I was just kind of happy to have an internship in general. Exactly. But obviously, like I said, we went on that firm visit and, you know, I really liked, you know, the firm visit and what, you know, what they talked about, what I saw there. So, um that I guess that kind of played into it a little bit. I didn't necessarily like look into it too much, but um, now working for them for not one, but two summers, you know, I definitely gotten the feel for their culture more. And, you know, it, it's, I, I like it a lot, you know, it's, yeah. it's, they're, they're professional, but they're also um, relaxed and laid back, you know, yeah like to have fun a little bit so yeah uh, yeah um what about you Aaron? for me it was so my first two internships i didn't the first one obviously i didn't apply for anything the second one i didn't also i also didn't apply for any other internships um so i kind of was just going based off of the one visit that i had had in the past and he seemed like a cool guy seemed like a cool firm so i was like sure let's do it and then for my third year i was like okay 
I've kind of just been handed these last two internships. I should probably try and actually, you know, really put together a good portfolio and actually do some solid job applications for this. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so for that, I kind of looked into my top firms in terms of size and um, the kind of work that they were doing. But I don't really think that I went too much further than that at that point in terms of like culture or whatnot. Um, yeah. And then because of the coronavirus, I, I really only got the uh, acceptance to the one internship and I don't know, there was one factor that was really playing heavy on my mind. Like if I had been accepted to all of them, I was strongly considering the firm that I'm at simply because of how close it is to my house. Uh, Did you say how, how far is it from your house? It's a five minute drive to get to work. Yeah, that's insane. So, Just yeah. around the block. Yeah, it's, and when you consider where I am in St. Louis, I'm not going to say where I am. I guess at this point, you can probably figure based off of what I've said, you can f make like a, a pretty good radius and figure out close to where I'm at. But um, to, find, to have an architecture and a quality architecture firm in this area is quite unusual. Um, yeah. But I kind of lucked out on the culture. It, it seems like it's a great culture. It seems like it's a great fit for me. Similar to what Jordan said, they're, you know, they're professional. Um, but it's not like if you don't come in with the right kind of shirt on and the right kind of shoes, they're going to be upset with you. It's like there's, yeah. there's guys that come in, you know, dressed like you would expect an architect to be dressed. Nice shirt, nice dress pants, nice shoes, whatnot. And then there's um other people that dress just way more casually and yeah like i know personally that's kind of the environment that i want to be in not where i feel like you know i have to be all super proper not that i'm like not but it just is relaxed um and yeah i've been i've been really happy with the the culture and the atmosphere in the office so far although yeah. i will say the office is about 25 percent empty um, just because lots of people are working from home. So things could change oh, as more people start to fill in. But I, I guess I should probably add in, I'm working from home right now, so I'm not even in the office. Yeah. Um, so I'm, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't even, I went in a couple of times just mm -hmm. to get s stuff from them so I could work from home. But yeah, we're not even, we don't get the interaction like we did last summer, so. Yeah, yeah. I start, a different experience. I start working in the office every Thursday or no, every Wednesday and Thursday starting this week. And up mm -hmm. until like if if another spike comes and we'll see or whatnot. But for now, it's gonna be two days at home, two days at the office, and then maybe like Friday mornings at home. Yeah. So I think that's interesting in this time. But um, I also want to touch just to kind of move things along. I feel like portfolios I'm going to leave for another episode because that's something we can talk about for a whole episode and two episodes, if that. Um, so, well, just for people who are listening, portfolios, the most one of the most important things you need to submit um, to a firm because it shows who you are as a designer, how you think, mm -hmm. your processes. And that's really important. So we'll kind of go into more details of what, because, yeah, people just need to know how it could fit together and what we've experienced so far. 
But then in terms of a firm, and for me, there was a fear of, oh, I'm, am I going to be good enough? Am I going to be quick enough? Am I going to be, am I going to help them make money? Am I going to help them be successful? And that's how a lot of people think too, because it's your first internship or first firm. Oh, that's what I thought. I was like, oh man, what yeah. am I getting into? <laughs> like, like it's a little bit of a scary thing. And so I think for this, for students that are listening that are going to go into their first job or maybe even in their second firm and they don't know, they had a good experience, but they want to see what another firm may look like. I think it's important to help them recognize that these firms Sure, they expect you to perform well, but at the same time, they know that you're learning and that you're literally just beginning your career. You're still, in most cases, like right now, we're still in school and we're still learning and we're still stupid. Like we still make mistakes and we still don't know how to work through some problems that more experienced architects might be able to work through. And so I kind of just want to hear what your guys' opinion is, but there's a little bit of a learning curve. Um, there's there's obviously expectations for interns, um, but it's nothing too crazy. Like if you're just not putting any effort in, I, that's a whole nother story. But <laughs> if you're there every day, you're showing up and you're excited to learn, that's what firms are really looking for. And then it starts turning into how can they develop into someone that we use in our firm um, for years or months or how, what skill sets do they have? And I think it's important also to tell your firm too, like what you're good at or what you see yourself being good at and what your goals are, what, what yeah, you what your learn. goals are, what you want to yeah. work on. Yep. And that's another point I have written down, setting goals for yourself, um, both internally and then also verbalizing it to either your manager, your principal, um, or just something of that nature. So kind of what, Oh, and then also another point we can talk about too is mentors and what that may look like in a firm and what it looks like for you guys. So I'll probably have, I'll have Aaron start on that. And then Jared, Jordan. No, I'm Jared. Jared, Jared, Jordan, <laughs> the Jared or Aaron, the Jared. <laughs> How do you mess up your own name? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> uh, so yeah. I mean, for me, I, I certainly, dealt with that like in my first internship I was like I literally hadn't even started architecture school had never touched architecture really much except for modeling and SketchUp on my own so like I don't really know anything um but they still took me in Jon Snow and <laughs> they still took me in they knew that I didn't really know anything and they were like I mean on one hand yeah I was like I was getting paid eight bucks an hour at like 16 years old um on the other hand, it's like they were there to teach me. Like they knew that I wasn't going to know everything and yep, they yep. still brought me in and taught me. And then at my second internship, again, they were like, oh yeah, here, here's, go work on this. And there were, I was probably, I think I was working on some CDs. And of course I'd never really worked on CDs before. I didn't know what I was doing, but they gave me a set and they were like, just kind of, kind of look through this and base it off of this. And if you have any questions, just ask us. And so I worked through it and handed it off for the first set of red lines. And they're like, they're quite impressed. But again, like there are things that I didn't know, obviously. And so, mm -hmm. you know, they handed that first set back to me and there was a lot of red marks on it. But <laughs> there were, there were a lot of red marks, but they were still just, you know, impressed with me getting in there and, and doing the best that I could. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then this third internship, like just today, um, 
one of the guys that I'm working with on this, this one project, um, you know, I was just set up Revit today, um, got into the, their Revit file for the first time. And later in the afternoon, he asked me how it was going. And I was like, Oh, it's, it's well, I, so I had just asked him a question on a certain detail and, um, he asked me how it was going. And I was like, Oh, it's going pretty slow. Cause like, this is a big file and I'm trying to figure out how you guys organize everything and where all the sheets are and trying to cross reference and figure out exactly, you know, the right dimension and whatnot. And he was yeah. like, don't worry about if you're going slow, you know, I'd rather you go slow right now and do a good job. And, uh, and he's like, the fact that you just asked me that question shows that you're thinking critically and that's, what's important. Good, good. So, the firms know that we're not going to know everything. They're completely aware of that and they still hire interns. So it's, it's as much about you learning as it is about you getting work done. And it's as much for the firm about them getting work done um, as it is for them to teach and build up young students that are just coming into the workforce. Yep. So, you know, it goes both ways. Well, that's perfect. So what you about you, Jordan? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess with the learning curve, um, for me at, at AECOM, it was kind of the same way where, um, you know, a, a firm, they know when they hire an intern, especially for the first time, especially when they're younger, um, that they're going to have to make a significant investment to teach you things. Um and they know that going in. So, um, but I, they had to teach me things about Revit. And, you know, I said I knew Revit, but um, one of the first things they were having me do was it was on a, um, on a baseball stadium. They wanted me to put in um, the railings on the, the bowl, of the stadium, so up all the stairs. Oh, I remember this. <laughs> and, and I knew how like regular railings worked in Revit, but I was like, man, this is going to take a while. Cause it's a whole stadium. You have to draw all these at once. You gotta make sure they're inclined and all that. And, you know, I was trying to do it and it, it wasn't working out too well. <laughs> and then I finally asked someone, um, I was like, yeah, how do you, how would you do the railings, uh, for a whole stadium bowl like this? Cause like, I know how to do the regular railings, but this is going to take a while to do, um, for each, um, for each staircase around this whole, bowl of the stadium and he was like oh no you just modeled this way and he was able to show me how to do it in like 10 minutes that's crazy I was, I was like oh my god i was like oh my god i'm dumb <laughs> <laughs> but i was like but you know um there's a big investment there right because he had to take time out of what he was doing because he wasn't even working on the project i was working on so he had to take time from his project to come and teach me how to do that um but you know, um, like I said, it's a steep learning curve and you, you there's things you're not going to know how to do and you, you're going to have to not be afraid to ask how to do things. Exactly. Right. Uh, for the firms, because otherwise, I mean, how are you, how else are you going to teach people? You can't learn everything in college. So yeah, at some point that, and, and, the, and the thing is, is like that investment for them, they're, they're banking on it, paying off for them in the long run that, yeah. Um, that you enjoy working there and that you learn a lot from the already they're hopefully talented employees um 
and that you become a big time player in their firm. Exactly. Um, and whatever it is you do and that you're really good at it. So that's why they're willing to make that huge investment to teach you things because hopefully it'll pay off for them in the long run. So, yep. But then I think, no, I think that's important. And I think that is what firms, well, they are trying to nurture talent um, to stay at their firms and to be competitive and to be the best companies that they can be. Um, But then obviously people switch firms and people do this and that and move around. So I think then it becomes also like a bragging, right? Like, Oh, like this, like AECOM, we have this one intern and now look at him. Like he's at this other firm and he's doing really well. And I don't think, I don't think it's really a jealousy factor or anything like that. It's more of like, we helped him succeed. And I think that's what a lot of these firms it's, it's both ways, but it's just whatever happens in the end, it's helping them succeed to the fullest extent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At the end of the day, they want what's best for you too. Exactly. Because so. we're we're all human. It's not. I mean, yeah, it's competitive and things are competitive, but it's not like cutthroat all the time. Sometimes it is. Sometimes but... it is for sure. <laughs> That's why I said not all the time. But so another point I want to touch on is mentors in the office, and this is a whole nother topic that we can go on because there's mentors in the education realm. And also in the practice realm, um, but how has that looked for you guys? And maybe talk about whether is that your managers or the higher ups, um, or is that like a selective process where they pick one person, you pair up with them, or is it just kind of a mix of everyone all together who mentors you? Because um, that's kind of harder in bigger firms. Maybe I, I don't know, but I, I want to hear what you guys have to say. And I'll start with Jordan on this one. Um. There wasn't like a, I know some firms do like a specific like mentorship program for interns. Um, we, we don't do that. It was kind of um, mainly whoever was running the project was kind of like my mentor for that length of time, however long I was on, on that project. Yep. Um, Cause like uh, my main mentor throughout that summer he was kind of running the project i first got on which is that baseball stadium um so he would because yeah i know i said that other guy (laughs) showed me the revit stuff but um i learned a lot from the guy that was running the project for the baseball stadium because he was giving me all the work to do um he taught me um about a bunch of different uh plans i was running so like drainage plans and um, a whole bunch of different like construction details. Um, cause that, that's what he mainly does. He's what you would traditionally call architect or an architect doing all those different construction details. That's, that's what he mainly does. Hmm. Um, so, um, he taught me a lot about that. And then on some of the other projects I worked on and a couple, you know, there's a couple different, um, guys running those projects who were, kind of my mentor for that it's a lot of time and they were um kind of different style i guess because one that i worked on i can't 100 percent talk about it but it was more like um it was kind of like what it's kind of hard to explain it's like what would you do if we were gave you the money to do this thing um and i was doing a lot of Kind of similar things, updating a Revit model, but also did renderings for that. 
Um, so kind of working through the creative process of doing renderings and things like that um, on that project was um, interesting. It was just a different type of project I didn't really know existed. Nice. Right. Cause it was, it was more, um, it was, it was more like a studio project, I guess in that sense. Cause it's not like it was a concrete thing that was for sure happening. It was, but, it was very conceptual. Um, yeah. Cause it was like, what, what would, what would you do with, if we gave you, um, money to do this extra thing. Okay. Right. And they're like looking at this building here. That's what cool. would you do? So he was coming up with a bunch of different options for that. Um, now it's kind of helping update the Revit model. I was doing renderings for all the different options and, and all those things and doing, um, floor plans and helping him produce, um, uh, stuff for presentations. So, um, yeah, that's awesome. What about you, Aaron? Yeah, I mean, for mentors, first two firms was kind of the guy that brought me in, the owner of the firm. It was really small, so just be like, okay, I need work, and he'd find something for me. Just ask around the office. It was really, really loose. Um, and I mean, if I was working on a project for someone other than him and, it had, and I had a question, you know, that person would help me out on it. Um, so yeah, in those two, it was really loose. But then... Again, like I talked about how how uh, structured my internship right now is, um, they have a whole like internship committee, um, and they have two people who are set like as my go tos for the whole summer. Um, so yeah, like if I need more work, I can go to them. They're helping a lot right now with our research project, uh, just kind of guiding us through and figuring out. Because, I mean, they're kind of creating what they want out of the research project. So, you know, if we have a question on what the deliverables are or any deadline, you know, it's kind of up to them. So I go to them for that. Yep. Um, but then at the same time, like, as they're getting me plugged in on this other project, um, there's two different people that I've kind of worked with a lot to get going on that. Um, and so in that way, it's kind of loose at the same time. And like every, I've talked to a whole bunch of different people at the firm already about just, just whatever about the research project, about the, the actual project I'm involved in. And everybody is like, they're, they're excited to have us. They're like, just, Oh, reach out to me if you need anything. So, well, I do have those, you know, those two set people, as my mentors in the in the program, everybody there's you know down to help and excited to have us. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Yeah, for me it's definitely a mix of all of that. But there's only five people in the firm, and with that, I get to talk more closely with the principal, and she has like twenty plus years of experience, and I think that's been awesome because I've been able to learn from that in many numerous ways. Um, but then also like helping me not just in the architectural like details and construction document sense or design sense, but also like how do I develop as a professional, like how I speak to people or how I something as simple as like, how do you send an email to a big time client or 
Um, how do you communicate with them in the best possible way? Uh, th things like that. And even how do you market yourself and your firm and that's how I'm learning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think that's so important to learn because sometimes I know what I thought. I, was, I, I never thought that I would be learning any of that. Um, I guess I don't know why I didn't think that, but I just thought it was me all architectural details and construction documents and getting a building up. But it's so much more than that. And definitely being in a small firm, I've been able to see all the pieces that go together to really, um, yes, make good design, but also how do you expand beyond that and get more clients and get more work and keep business and cash flow going and things of that nature. So I think that's really important. Um, even like during COVID, I mean, this goes with the whole mentoring thing. Like during COVID, we reached out to a whole bunch of businesses and, and gave them gift cards and gifts and treats and things of that nature. But I think that was really important because one, it was a cross promotional thing, but two is also using your influence, um, to help others in need. Um, and I think that's really an important aspect of architecture because we are, we're helping people by creating buildings and structures, um, in places like we're place making, but then there's also, there's more than just creating a building to help people. Like you can help them in other ways too. So I think, I know that's deep, but that's going into the whole mentoring aspect of like, I learn a lot architecturally and in the world. Um, so I think that's been really important. Yeah. I think another thing is like learning how much doesn't end up happening right yeah in terms of things getting built you know it's it's not like it's an outrageous percentage but there's a decent amount of stuff that either ends up getting put on hold for a length, lengthy amount of time or it just doesn't ever end up happening right yep. you know so yeah and competitions like so many competitions yeah. lots of design you lose them <laughs> Only one person wins. Exactly. Yeah, RFPs, competitions, all of those things. It's just to keep getting your name out there. Mm -hmm. And that's how a lot of these big firms started. They just kept doing competitions. Mm -hmm. uh, but I just, this isn't something that I wrote down, but I want to touch on it too. And it's about kind of, let's say you can't find a firm and you can't, I mean, you're just starting your career or not career, your education. And for me, it looked like at KU is when I came back to Denver, I reached out to a whole bunch of firms um, and visited them and just to see what they were doing and what they were up to. And not not because I wanted a job, not because I mean, yeah, it would have been nice to get a job with some of these firms, but it it also was to learn and see what's happening in an office as I start my education. And so I think the advice to younger students would be be persistent, reach out to different firms. And even if you have networking and different people, you know, and just be like, hey, I want to visit the office for one morning or a couple hours and see what you guys do. Um, and just I think that's really important. I don't know if you guys ever did that. Well, we didn't do that specifically, but we had the firm visits, obviously. Oh, yeah. duh. You that's ran a, that, man. Yeah, duh. <laughs> Gosh, how did I forget about that? Yeah, you ran that for a so little that, bit. That's a whole um, other thing. So for everybody yeah, who's that's listening. How I got, that's how I got my internship, man. Yeah. So for everybody who's listening, I was the firm coordinator, like firm visit coordinator at KU um, for AIA, right? That was AIA? 
AIAS. AIAS, yep. Yeah. And so the yeah, the ones that I we went to, I can't remember. Well, before I was that and while I was the firm coordinator, we went to like Helix or Helix. Was it yeah. called Helix? Helix? I think that was the first um Acom. What, what's the one that's in the warehouse that does all the houses? Oh, that was that was a cool one. I huffed, huffed, huffed. That's right. Yeah, huffed, and uh, oh, we went to. We didn't go to Trainer, but that was one of them that was included. There was that we one went, in Lawrence. We went to Trainer. I went to. I ended up going to Trainer. That nice. was a pretty cool place. And then there was that one. Remember on right off of Massachusetts Street? Yeah. It was oh, um, New Hampshire. It was on. I think. It was, yeah, it was yeah. off New Hampshire. Yeah. Yeah. They had, they had well, the big rock door or whatever. Yep. 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 Oh, what's that? Sabatini. Sabatini, yeah. that's right. Yeah, it's a, it's a small firm in Lawrence. They do a lot of work for KU. They yep. do a lot of projects. But I think that those visits were so important. So if your school, if you don't go to KU, and if you don't go to CU Denver, you go to another school, just join all the firm visits that your school coordinates or the or the programs there coordinate and really just dive into that because it may not seem important in the moment because you're worried about studio and you're worried about all these things. But really those, those visits are kind of key to how you start to see different things and how you start to mature and what you start realizing about different firms. I, I guess there's so many different aspects of that. Um, but that's, that's definitely an important part. And that's how you network too. Like, like yeah. you meet somebody there and you start having conversation with them and they're like, Oh, I'll give you my business card. And then you have that connection because you met him and you talked to him or him or her, you know? Well, yeah, like the, I think the guy, cause we visited, you visited Acom when you were a freshman, didn't you? I did. Yes. And I think whoever the guy they reached out to there, he, he's one of the guys I worked with. He was, um, He's one of my, I guess, kind of mentors at one point. But yeah, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. So see, that got you. That got you somewhere. Yeah. No, that's cool. So I think, I think that's kind of all the points that I had and that we all had talked about before this. But just to kind of summarize everything is that as you're going into these firms, and whether you're a new student going into a new firm or you're going into your second firm or third firm. Um, don't be afraid and just keep being persistent, be bold even, and follow what you want. And as you mature as an architect, you kind of know what you, you start to find out what you like and what you dive into the most. And so go after that. Like if you're into sports, really go hard after a sports firm. If you're into residential, go after a residential firm, if you're, you know, and so I think that's one of the advice i think another important thing is know who like really know who you are as you develop and ask yourself that question like what am i good what do you at enjoy doing what do you enjoy doing how do you communicate like what are you best at um and don't be afraid to change yeah and even change yeah change is so big like i thought i was i was set on residential like designing houses and after having been in two residential small residential firms i've realized that you know, I'm, maybe I want to do that, but I, I need to experience some more things as well. Yep. Well, yeah, like I said, the the one guy, he was mainly into the construction details and all that, working on rearranging floor plans. Like he still does design, but he he works more with that. So he he's what you would call more of an architect. 
you know, there's guys I worked with that were more designers. So they, they work on the, the sh- they call in the professional world, they call it the shell of the building. Yep. Um, so they work on the overall like form and design of the building for at a, at a big picture scale. Exactly. And then and that's what they enjoy doing. And then there's other people who, I guess what, what ACOM calls them as seller doer people. They, um, they're the people that go out and win work. They're the people that network and, um, yeah, you can get, and they, they, they all, they can design and then they can go and sell the project and they can exactly make relationships and not only get a project from a specific client once, but keep getting projects from that same client. Yeah. Because they my, built a good relationship. Just, yeah. just as a side note, I don't know if you guys ever took this test. Uh, I don't know. I forget what the name of it was, but it's that test that shows what your, your business person, like personality or like business assets are. And I forget what it's called. Do you, it's that, it's like an official test that you can take. Do you know what I'm talking about? I know the only person I main personality test I know of is the, 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 Myers Briggs, that one. No, there's a shoot. I forget what it's called, but anyways, I took it, and one of my top five skills in business was called Woo W O O, and I was like, "What the heck is that?" (laughs) And like, my firm paid for me to take the test and everything, so I want to see what the results were. But yeah, Woo means win others over, and I think I've seen myself so far from what I can tell. It's like, well, I'm very outgoing, as you you guys all know, and I'm loud, and I like to talk, and. Like that's who I am. So I think I want to start using that to my advantage, whether it be in networking events or uh, communicating to a client what the design is and selling it um, or giving my best version of the vision um, so that there's no um, questions about what what it is and that they're all in things of that nature. So that's I give you that example to say, like, I'm starting to find out how I can use that in the professional world and how I can use that with the people yeah. around me there so I think there, are, that's... there are positions for a whole wide variety of different personality types exactly you just kind of need to you don't even have to work in a firm yeah yeah you just get into the field and start experimenting and seeing what it is you're good at and what you enjoy doing exactly so yeah so be persistent network get mentors um, research the firms and start visiting the ones that you want or start kind of seeing what's around and what's available and even in the cities that you aim to be in. Uh, Like, let's say you want to go work in Los Angeles and start looking at firms there and see what's expected or what, what the standards are there. Um, But, and then just setting goals for yourself too, and start to know who you are. I think that's important. And even for the older students, like we're still finding that out right now. And so that's really important to keep developing and keep pushing, write, write goals down. It may sound cliche, but just keep writing them down and, and hit them and then get some more and have long-term goals, whatnot. But I think that's kind of the main points that we were hitting on. And I don't know if you got, do you guys have anything else left to say? Nope. I think. Cool. So our next episode will be i don't think we've planned our next episode have we not yet but we said not we yet talk about portfolios so maybe yep maybe portfolios. portfolios or even covid 
yeah. I think we'll kind of pick one of those topics. I think COVID might be important, but yeah, stay tuned for that. And we are launching our Instagram account at uh, All Nighter Pod. Is that right? I believe so. So go to our Instagram account and we'll be posting pictures along with the episodes that release and just trying to get a following and getting people tuned in and listening. So thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week. Mm -hmm.